Hello, my name is Claudia Kvalich and I'm leading the area of work around innovative citizen participation at the OECD. I'm delighted to be joined by Mary Scudder. Uh, Mary, you go by Molly, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so Molly is the Assistant Professor of Political Science at Purdue University. Uh, she's also an associate at the Centre for Deliberative Democracy and Global Governance at the University of Canberra. And that's actually where we had the pleasure to meet a few months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Molly's research focuses on democratic deliberation, difference and inclusion. She is the author of a new book that just came out called Beyond Empathy and Inclusion, The Challenge of Listening in Democratic Deliberation. Molly, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, in your book, sure. yeah, great. <laughs> in your book, uh, you argue that deliberation, uh, which refers to communication and debate among citizens, is a fundamental act of democratic citizenship. But we live in a world where citizens often are uninterested or unwilling to engage across social distance and disagreement. So how can we achieve meaningful democratic rule in societies that are deeply divided? Yeah, that's, a, that's sort of the big question that was motivating this work. And a lot of work on deliberative democracy historically has focused on deliberation as a way to achieve common ground and consensus. And that seems to be um, a really difficult goal in, that seems to be a really difficult goal when we have deep divisions and disagreement. And so my work looks at how do we achieve some sort of democratic decision that people can accept in the absence of agreement and in the presence of these of these deep uh, disagreements. And so I argue that um, while each citizen is not entitled, democracy doesn't sort of guarantee that you will get your way or see your will reflected in the law, but it does sort of promise or it needs to ensure that citizens are included in the decision-making process in a meaningful way. And I argue that listening is essential to that inclusion, that we don't have a meaningful say in laws unless we uh, other citizens listen to us when they are coming up with their own ideas, um, with their own preferences. And, and why is that, Molly? So um, deliberative democracy sort of maintains, and this comes from Habermas and John Dewey, that uh, the famous quote is, the means by which the majority comes to be the majority is the more important thing. That it doesn't matter so much that you have 100% support for a policy if that support was achieved through manipulation or misinformation, that would not be a democratic outcome. Mm -hmm. So I argue that being listening to our fellow citizens' voices is an important part to that means by which the majority comes to be the majority um, for that to be a democratic process. And right. so, oh, go ahead. No, 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 that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think linked to that, I had another question because one of the novel contributions of your book um, is, is you elaborate the listening act theory. And so how would you describe this to, to people who haven't had a chance to read your book yet? Yeah, great. Um, so deliberative democracy really focuses on the importance of speech and conversation among citizens. And it has, you know, for the last three decades, um, not paid enough attention to the role of listening. Now, this has begun to change recently. And my book contributes to a growing literature on listening in democracy. And one of the one of the ways that I contribute here is, as you said, this listening act theory. And so this is modeled after speech act theory, which um, going back to Austin 
you know, he identifies ways that we act in speaking. So when you're at a wedding, um, when the people getting married say, I do, something changes in the world as a result of that speech act. And I argue that we can make a similar comparison to listening, that there are really three, identify three parts of listening. Um, we listen, when we listen, we hear something, like the actual thing that the person said. Um, and I call that the auditory listening act. And then there's the per-auditory listening act, which is something that may get brought about as a result of listening. So understanding or agreement or misunderstanding, right? These things come about as a result of listening. But then I really am focusing also on what I call the ill-auditory speech act or performative, uh, or sorry, ill-auditory listening act or um, performative listening, which is what we achieve in the act of listening itself. And I argue that in listening to our fellow citizens, we grant them autonomy. We include them in a meaningful way in the decision by letting their opinion enter into our own decision-making process. Hmm. I guess it recognizes the agency of everyone. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hmm. Well, definitely all of that seems to make sense to, to me. I guess conscious of, of time here, I wanted to give you a chance to also tell our listeners what you have next uh, in terms of your research in this field. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm, I'm now working on some more empirically focused work, identifying ways that we can measure listening. So if listening is such an important part of democratic um, citizenship, how do we know when it's happened? And this is, this is where I'm going uh, with my current work at the moment. Great. Well, thank you, Molly, for a fascinating conversation and for joining us today. Thank you, Claudia. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Bye-bye.